0: what's up everybody this is joseph joseph and more joseph with the peaked in college podcast follow us on <laughs> all three of us <laughs> me myself and i on <clears throat> stitcher apple podcast google podcast spotify amazon music um and anything else that i'm missing donations always help the show out uh gives me more, more reason to keep doing this. Share with your friends and family if you find this hilarious or just uh, bizarre or whatever or you just like to hear the stories that I have to share with y'all. Uh without further ado, let's get into the uh let's get into the podcast. <clears throat> so this week I've actually been sick for like three or four days, and I know exactly the girl who got me sick. But hey, better a cold than an STD, right? Um and, like, she waited until I told her that, like, I was I was feeling pretty sick. I was feeling, like, death. And I was going through all the motions of, like, just, like, barely surviving work. I can barely make lunch for myself. I can barely get up out of bed. And then finally, like, the guilt weighed in on her. And then <clears throat> she told me that. She's like, I got you sick. Sorry, I, I thought I just had a sneeze. I sneeze when I'm cold. Not that I have a cold. And I was like, oh, well, I won't hold it against you. Thank you for being honest with me. Now, what I really want you to be honest with me about, and I asked her, like, if she was clean, if she had any STDs. And I could tell she was being honest. Like, there's a, how do I put it? There's just, there's just like a, like a human capacity for sensing honesty. And you better cultivate it. Like, especially for, 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 you know, things like that that's life changing or life ending, you know? Um, and so that went well in the end, but I'm still getting over the sickness. I was getting over it pretty fast, but then I ended up seeing her again last night, which makes me feel like I'm wasn't a fucking good idea. I feel like I got more germs back in my throat. Um, Fucking French kissing, man. That tongue will go all the way down your throat. No. Uh, I'll probably get over it maybe in, like, two days. Which, honestly, it's kind of helped me prepare for my new job. So, just last week, uh, I finished up doing the last of my performances with my dance company so I can finally return back to normal life. Uh, But I also started a new job teaching breakdance at a place that I won't, you know, whose location I won't disclose, Uh, and I've been doing so for about two weeks now, today is my last day of the second week, Uh, the first week was training, which I still don't know is paid or unpaid training, I'm gonna ask that today, Uh, and it's fun, it's fun, these kids are great. They're not always consistent. I see some kids while well, I don't see others. Some kids I might see, like, for two days out of the week. Others I might see just once or three times or four times. <coughs> <clears throat> but they've all got stuff going for them. And it's really nice to see, like, up-and-coming students with a lot of energy, a lot of desire to get better at this dance. You know, the urge to want to, like, really put their heart into it. I'm like, dang. As an adult, when you, uh, when you graduate college, usually the trajectory of life for most people is to find themselves like a niche, a job, is it niche or niche? I'll just say niche, fuck it, whatever. Uh, people find that little, little place where they put themselves into, and then that's the job that they do, or they're in some place for like a year or two to build up their resume to hopefully move on to bigger and better um cubicle office spaces where they still work the same hours no i'm just kidding but people get stuck into like some kind of pattern i don't know if i would call it like a great routine but it's a pattern nonetheless and you start to i don't know lose passion for life oftentimes especially if you're not in the job that you're typically passionate about. I mean, how many people actually go into like work that they're they're passionate about after college? And how many people, once they get into that job, <clears throat> actually find out that, it, that it's everything they hoped and dreamed for? So I can tell you, I was really, really like, I was really underwhelmed and disenchanted with what the real working world is like. And this is back when I was 19, and I actually had it good. I actually had it good, but I thought my life should be better. It's okay for wanting better, but you got to work for that better. I was disillusioned with the amount of work I'd have to put in and the amount of studying I'd have to do to keep up the solid job that I had at the time. So when I was 19, I used to be a home inspector. Well, home inspector in training. I was always a home inspector in training never really became a full-fledged one because I never took it upon myself to look over the materials after I had studied and and got my license as a home inspector. I never really tried to get better at it because I was like, "Eh, well, I'm not passionate about it. Home inspection is just something I'll do. And then dance is my real passion. So this is just something that fuels my hobby. Giving no respect to the fact that home inspection is a real professional job, and you actually have to know what you're doing to keep up the job. And then, so when I started feeling like disenfranchised, if I'm using that term correctly, um, I don't know, man. Being sick messes up with my vocabulary. Blah, blah 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 blah. Being sick messes up my vocabulary and my usage of my vocabulary. <laughs> but I was making like a hundred dollars a day whenever I would train with uh, one inspection group and I basically do training for like four days or five days out of the week Uh, and I might do one home inspection I might do two inspections it was actually pretty good but I couldn't see that for what it was and instead I was like still being pissy about, like, my recent back injury, which is permanent now, but, like, I didn't know how to handle that then, and I was still, like, in crisis mode from that, still depressed from my breakup, um, really was hoping that I could, I could make a life for myself as a home inspector, making, like, between 40 and 60k a year, at least, um, and then coming back to my ex-girlfriend, once I had gotten all the, uh, the bachelorism and fuckins out of my system. <clears throat> that plan never even came close to happening, uh, because as I was doing home inspection, I found that like it was tiring my body out, and at this point, I hadn't developed um, a strong exercise exercising r- routine to kind of supplement my. I mean, I was I was working out, but not a strong routine to supplement the uh, all the walking upstairs walking around houses all the fucking walking that i'd be doing in these houses for like hours i mean these days i could do that and then come back home foam roll stretch relax i'd know exactly what to what to feed myself because i wasn't eating as healthy back then as i do now um <laughs> i had not yet been introduced to the lifeblood of the universe kale <laughs> And uh, because I didn't keep studying home inspection, because I didn't keep trying to get better at it, I couldn't. I found that I couldn't coast by on the knowledge that <clears throat> was kind of swimming in my mind, but wasn't concretely burned into my mind. Which is why, fucking six years later, uh, I <laughs> I remember hardly anything. But I still, I still have the home inspection like, standards of practice, I still have, like, some other materials, and, like, the, I think I still have the IRC, like, individual, it's whatever it is, residential code, huge-ass binder that I might still have, um, it's always interesting to look back at that once I'm done with school, and I can actually devote my mind to more than just, you know, like, studying Japanese and, like, my, my other three classes, But yeah, going back to whatever the hell I was saying, seeing kids with so much passion and energy for life, it's very uplifting. And our goal, like, as adults is to try and keep that energy while at the same time, like, understanding reality and being sobered by it, yeah, but still have a zest for life and you know like even even if you're in like a young adult or like you're in your 30s and you're not really finding much passion or strong sense of purpose or fulfillment out of life that doesn't mean that that's the be-all end-all you might find purpose in your 50s you might find it in your 60s ideally though you don't want to like wait uh that long before you do find passion but it could be possible that could just be your path but obviously that means like some of your greatest years (coughs) in your 30s and 40s everyone likes to shit on their 30s and 40s (laughs) then what are you gonna feel like when you're in your 50s and 60s huh (laughs) you gonna be bitching then now um now you're gonna be tired about bitching about being old (laughs) when you're actually old so then you just be old sorry what was he saying Yeah, but it would suck to waste your 30s and your 40s passionless and then find your passion, like, in your 50s. I mean, find passion eventually in life, right? But it's like, mm, you could have just circumvented all that by doing some smart soul-searching. Like, the moment you get your degree... or the moment you like finish a trade school or you decide you're at the highest level of education you'd like to be at for the lifestyle you want to lead. Once you're done at that point, you're done with school. I'd say either take a break or if you can go into work, but then always carve out enough time to try and if you don't have a passion already. Carve out some time to look into different areas of life that you might not think you'd be interested in. Look into growing mushrooms. Look into fire breathing. Look into um, sustainable ecosystems. Look into the socio or geopolitical situation of like, the Middle East, or, or India, or Australia, look into cultural garment wearing, look into stand-up comedy, (laughs) actually, no matter what the fuck you do, always watch stand-up comedy, please, for the love of God, you could be having the worst days ever, and, like, like, there are some days where I've been so lethargic, like I would get up I knew I had to work luckily I didn't have to work for long but that would be later in the day but from the moment I woke up at like 9 or 10am I would go back to sleep and then I'd go wake up again like 45 minutes later I would just have no desire for anything I would look at my left hand because I'm left handed and be like I don't even want to masturbate I'm just so not in the mood for like living today I don't even want to masturbate I turn on my computer and like, in like the five seconds it takes to like boot up, I'm already like, I don't even wanna play video games. <sighs> and if a day like that comes by, that's a really shitty day. And you should you should treat it with alert and caution. That's when you go on YouTube and you're like, all right, let's look up Andrew Schultz. <laughs> like "Mm, let's look up sam sam oral or somebody who's actually funny watch just one just tell yourself you're gonna watch one video one stand-up video and then you might even watch it you might not even like react like emotion like your face your face might not even make any reactions but you still found it funny i remember like that same day that i'm that i'm mentioning like I smiled. I smiled, like, twice in the during the first video. That was it. I was like, all right, I'll watch a second video. And then I was like... <laughs> and then I watched a third video. <laughs> and then, like, I laughed one more time. <laughs> and so I watched two more videos. And I was like, you know what? I do feel like masturbating today. And see like comedy could just really bring back the zest that you should have for life every day it could bring it back in full force stand-up comedy is always like a i don't want to say a crutch but it's like it's like a pillar you should always lean on fuck how did i get to this point all right i'm gonna finish this episode probably at like 20 minutes which is in like four minutes and in some change from now but long story short, try and be smart about finding passion in your life as early as possible so you don't just waste a lot of your life going through typical motions that people in their 20s are supposed to go through or people in their 30s are supposed to go through. Like, like go traveling, see the world. It's like, that's not what everyone wants to fucking do. Like, if you deep down, like, don't think you'll find value in it, don't just do it because it's the thing to do in your 20s unless you think like being adventurous in that way is gonna hold some value. Don't just get a pet because you're lonely. I mean, you can, but you're also inviting a lot of other responsibility that you may not wanna actually have to deal with. When the better option would be to deal with your loneliness and realize that it's okay to be alone. And that it's okay to wanna hang out with friends on a regular basis, to be social because we're social creatures, right? Take some time to understand yourself rather than just falling into typical patterns of people your age. So yeah, Joseph for president. Sorry, me, myself, and I for president. It's like a three-way presidency. Not that I've ever fucking been in a three way yet. There were literally two times where I could have been in a three way. And. One just didn't work out, and the other one I turned down. Okay, I, I lied. I think it was a third one. But I also turned that one down. I just. I, I just don't know how I feel about a three way with, like, two guys and, and one girl. Like, I think oddly enough, I feel like I'd be okay with it, I've been telling my, myself this for years, <laughs> every waking day of every minute, I've been telling myself this, how I feel about the railways, now, uh, I feel like I'd be better off if I did it with a complete, like, a complete stranger, like, if the guy was a complete stranger, but if the guy was someone I knew, and, and he was, like, my friend, it's like, well, fuck, I have to, like, talk to this person after, and, like, maintain my friendship with this person it's like, oh, dude, like I just saw you in, a, in like a, 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 d- such a different light that I never thought I'd ever have to see you in Ugh. and like Ugh, I saw your dick in a light that I never thought I'd, I never thought I'd see your dick period, but like I never thought I'd see your dick in such a light to where it gleams and reflects and everything and then I'd make the conversation weird. Uh, but yeah, no. And then there was one where one guy was gay. The girl was straight. And it's like, I was I was going to fuck both of them. I was like, oh yeah, that was really hard to say no to. Really hard to say no to. Because I don't know about like I, I feel like I could tolerate it, like being with a guy like that. I feel like I could definitely tolerate it, but, <laughs> but, uh, if you have a butt that I can tolerate, then maybe it can happen, right? But yeah, no. And that's another thing too. Just because you're in your twenties doesn't mean you have to all be adventurous in all these different ways. Doesn't mean you have to try and have a three-way on or like go on like romantic partner hookup apps other than bumble and tinder i'm telling you there's some crazy shit out there not just bumble grinder tinder like there's there's stuff where like married couples and, and and actual couples are looking for like a third a third partner usually a woman rarely a man because that's the way the world works uh but man, I didn't didn't fucking know this until one one of my friends told me, but hey, with that being said, um, I may keep doing these episodes, I might not, hopefully I'll have more college stories to share, because, I mean, I still go to UH now, I'll be graduating, I think like May 12th, and I just ordered my cap and gown, actually, just ordered it yesterday with my mom, it was $74, honestly, and then with shipping and handling, it's like $94, not too bad, not too bad, honestly. I thought it was going to be, like, a, a bit of an arm and a leg. This is no big deal. I like that. And to be honest, there are lots of things to appreciate about, about U of H, for sure. Like, their attention to detail with your gender. If you're non-binary, if you're intersex, if you're male or female. All of that. And our counselors on this, on this campus are well-trained in dealing with people that are transgender or or just non binary in in any kind of sense of the word. And honestly, like I fucking respect that. Like we like to think, well, at least for me in my time, I like to think the 2000s was such an awesome time period. I think it was such an awesome period like at least for me to be alive. But there are always drawbacks to things and if I was an adult like a 20s, 20, like 25 year old, in the 2000s, there'd be some things I'd like, there'd definitely be some things I'd hate. (laughs) I wouldn't even know how I'd be feeling after 9-11 happened. I might might spiral into hatred after discovering that George Bush is sending more troops to Iraq, right, and Afghanistan. It's like, there are plenty of things you can hate from every era of life, but we always like to remember our childhood because as children, we didn't have to worry about these things. These weren't even on our minds. So of course life rocked, and things were done for us by our parents, and we never even had to, have to form a concept about. Uh, <laughs> so everyone has nostalgia for, for times when life was easier, obviously. <laughs> but hopefully, we can become part of a generation that makes life better overall. For everyone not just the newer generation but for the older generations rather than just like shit on them and call them boomers <laughs> and hopefully mean culture will not completely take over our our verbal rhetoric hey with that being said peace out y'all